0: You're listening to Talking Offline, an open discussion to speak honestly about workplace culture. You can visit us online at talkingoffline.net to learn more, blend your ideas, and keep this discussion going. Welcome to Talking Offline. We have an honest discussion about workplace culture. I'm your host, Holly, and with me today is Anna. Hello. And our producer, Nate. Hello. Thank you both for being here.
1: Oh, I'm excited to be here. Are Thank
0: you? you for having us? Thank you. I'm <laughs> I appreciate you being here. Um, so, both of you have worked different positions within an organization. You've been, you know, worked independently or over people. Um, so, I kind of want to get your perspective on types of culture within an organization. Um, I'm curious to hear your perspective on some of the aspects of communicating that culture. So, I want to I want to dive right in. Um, just give me a little background, both of you, like different different positions you've had within a culture, within an organization,
2: I mean. Okay. Um, yes, so I guess I will start. Um, my career has focused on higher education. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started my journey in admissions, worked my way into advising, mm-hmm. um, and currently financial aid. Yeah. Um, it's kind of neat to, you know, you not only get to work with students, but you also get to see, you know, different staff, different departments, um, how they communicate. And with that, you get to kind of see how each department builds their own culture within itself.
0: And that's really cool. That's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because, I mean, you work for a large organization that has its own established culture, but each department has a different culture, so it's like these mini communities within a cult, within an organization.
2: Mini communities. That's yeah. exactly that's a great way of putting it. It's you know anywhere any department you walk into, ultimately they're going to have their own vibe, right? Um, their own way of doing things, their own kind of unique style. Yeah. Um, and you really get to just having worked in different areas of higher education, you really get to see that firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, as the new person coming in, you have to make an adjustment. Sure. Know? Things can be different from how you experienced it last time, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you came from an environment where the culture was just having a negative impact.
0: Oh, I'm going to love to jump into that conversation. (laughs) Yes. This is going to be good. So stay tuned. Yeah. Nate, how about you?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of experienced it it all and also interesting little segments because I'm in media, videography, audio, so on top of working for other people, there has been a lot of freelance and Mm -hmm. stuff like that where you're kind of your own boss and kind of making your own boundaries and guidelines and things like that. But, um, uh, I've worked as a student worker in certain positions and then went part time to oversee a position that Mm -hmm. then oversees student workers as well. And now I'm kind of full time doing a similar position to what I was doing part time, which is overseeing a, um, lab and student workers and things like that. And, um, very, I agree with you very much where it's like it's kind of interesting even in such a large space where you do have these different cultures and even though relatively they're this my area is mm-hmm. the same because of just where I find myself I can tell different leadership qualities and yeah. how they do meetings and how all that mm-hmm. stuff works out so um, yeah it's always interesting especially with such a bigger thing because I've also worked uh, small scale for um, a production company and it's like you know, you get a lot more of that close-knit sort Mm -hmm. of collaborative uh, atmosphere, which I'm not saying that that doesn't exist in these larger things, but Mm -hmm. it's a lot more where it's like you kind of feel more like a team when there's like four people that you work with on certain things. Um, You get very
0: intimate in those close settings. hundred percent, (laughs) hundred percent.
1: But I do appreciate that uh, at these spaces you can kind of see the different ways. And, of course, it all kind of boils down to – uh, the other members that you find yourself working with, and mm-hmm. importantly, the leaders as well. So sure. it's kind of interesting to see from a perspective of, like, how the different leaders tackle the similar things, especially since I have worked Absolutely. in a similar position. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I, I'm grateful for the experiences I've had so far. But it is – there's some interesting oh, yeah. things for sure.
0: For sure. You know, we're talking about, like, the intimacy of having these, like, close-knit teams, Um Uh, One of the shows that we're going to do coming up is on the workplace family, the concept of the family. Yes. Um, Just real quick. Do you believe in the workplace family? Do you think that that's a practical concept?
1: Um, If I can be frank. Yes, please. uh, I think that it's possible. Okay. I don't think that every situation lends itself to that. Um, I think, and I've been doing a lot of reflection on this actually yeah. recently where it's kind of like, what is the distinction between work friends mm-hmm. and just, you know, everyday friends? Yeah. Um, like the, seeing sometimes the crossroads between those two worlds and how you realize that, it, okay, there is a difference here between the work friends and mm-hmm. the, the everyday friends. So, um, I don't know if I believe it 100%. I think that you can foster an environment that is similar to a family, a close-knit, tight group. Um, Whether I would call them family I Mm -hmm. think is an interesting step. I don't know if I'd personally say that, but I've definitely worked with people that I enjoy being around and Mm -hmm. it's a positive environment. Um, But, yeah, whenever you start, you know, even team, it's like I understand team as well, but then it's kind of like that gets interesting too. Um, so and there I, can
0: be like a, there can be a positive not, uh, connotation with it and there can be a negativity attached to that too. hundred yeah. percent. That's why I'm
1: saying like, if, yeah. you, if you're, uh, picturing it as this positive group, cause yeah, mm-hmm. I think you can for sure have a dysfunctional family, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a dysfunctional work group. So it's like, I guess in two ways it's possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I a hundred percent buy in on that whole, mm-hmm. um, perspective, but I can definitely see worlds where it's possible. Sure. Say that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anna, what do you think
2: about the workplace family? Yes. Yeah, so I think for me personally, as I've, especially this year, as I've been growing and developing as a leader, mm-hmm. um, I found that it's, it's a direction I've really wanted to move my staff into as well. Um, I think that what it creates is a unique bond, a unique trust. And, you know, if we, if we call it a family, mm-hmm. if we use that term, I think it, puts a human aspect into this. So just remembering that, you know what, hey, if, if the person next to me is usually you know cheery, coming in with a smile, but today they're just not having it, um, I'm gonna kind of step back and go, you know what, they're human, there, there must be something going on that's driving a little bit of that. And so mm-hmm. you go back to that family or, or friend or team environment and yeah. it's, all right, so my, my team member there is down for the day. Yeah. Let me see how I can bring them up even if they're kind of giving me some pushback and being a little sure. bit difficult it's just recognizing that if that's not their usual way yeah then clearly there's something going on and, and maybe this is my way to just support them yeah
0: so i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i'm hearing that to you the work family the main element is is an empathy piece absolutely you're relating the empathy of having with your family empathy with your work with your with your team absolutely okay I can see that, and I think I and I want to talk a little bit more about empathy. Um, obviously, it's important in a workplace, and it's very important for people to understand a culture's level of empathy, especially from leadership. So, as a leader, how important do you think that role
2: is? The role of empathy, yeah. Um, for me, I think it's one of my top um, top areas that mm-hmm. I feel is important. Um, you know, on the one hand, as a leader. You, as a manager, you do have to set certain boundaries and expectations and so forth, but it's also building a a key piece of trust to everything. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, okay, my team trusts me enough to come to me and say, hey, you know what? I did make this mistake. Mm -hmm. How do I fix it? I need help. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, I am dealing with this in my life. I need personal time to myself. Can you help me work through this? Mm Um, even from a professional standpoint, but also we kind of take it back to that human aspect and just letting them know that, okay, you you have a group of people here Mm -hmm. that can be there to support you, even if it's in a small way, Mm -hmm. Um, even if you're not necessarily sharing all the details of what's happening in your life. It's just that small acknowledgement Mm -hmm. that these individuals will will be there to carry me when I'm having a hard time Mm -hmm. this week. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Nate, I want to know your perspective on empathy as far as, like, you work. You do a lot of work independently. So, I mean, that can be difficult when you don't have someone directly seeing your situation or what you're going through. Empathy might be harder to come by.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting that you bring this up because I don't know one of my core pillars as a human and I guess that's pretty existential and <laughs> I don't know if we're going there but um I, is, yeah let's go there <laughs> is empathy I think that's one of the more um, important things just in life in general mm-hmm. like seeing from other people's perspectives trying to understand what makes them feel a certain way because of course it's easier to dismiss and you know paint your own thoughts on someone's experiences but mm-hmm. you know it's, it starts blowing your mind a little bit when you think you go home and you have your friends and you have your life and we go two separate directions mm-hmm. and we're each operating independently. It's like just that whole concept alone is kind of mind-blowing mm-hmm. and it's hard to think a little bit past that. But I think empathy is one of the more important things that you can show as a team member, as an employee, as an employer, as mm-hmm. a leader. Um, and I think that, you know, whenever you have – speaking from personal experience, whenever you have a leader that does have empathy and shows empathy and knows that you're just a human. I know that you've, you know, you're coming from, you probably didn't get much sleep last night. Mm -hmm. You woke up maybe five minutes after your alarm went off. And, um, it's just important to realize that, you know, we're all human and we all come from different backgrounds and different experiences and we've been shaped in a different way. And like you said, I think one of the more important things is, of course, work needs to get done. Mm -hmm. We're here to do a job, but you know, I think it's important that before any of that to connect as human beings first. And if you can foster an environment like that, I think you'll find it to be more successful than the average workplace because, uh, like you said, there's this level of respect that then comes where it's like I can walk up to you and say, hey, I really messed up. I accidentally deleted this file or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is there any, any way we can reschedule it? I'm sorry. And then instead of sometimes employees may approach that with fear and it's like that's definitely not a situation that you want because then everyone's kind of operating (laughs) under that and maybe nothing gets done or nothing gets done the right way and things like that so I think yeah empathy is one of the core pillars you can kind of hope to have in a workplace and in life in general I think yeah
0: now coming off that do you think the concept of a work-life balance is a real thing or do you think it's a myth
1: I think it's a real thing depending (laughs) on uh, which job Mm -hmm. you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. Like I find it pretty easy for my current position to, you know, at a certain point I'm done. and I'm going home and I'm not checking my email and I'm not worrying about it. And I find myself uh, grateful for uh, being in that situation because then I have, for example, my mom. She has insane hours that she works because of what the job kind of requires of her and things Mm -hmm. like that. And my brother and I, whenever we get dinner, we're constantly like, Mom, you got to do something. You got to dial back on the hours or something. You shouldn't be working weekends. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is kind of crazy. Yeah, And she's like, oh, it's, you know, it falls into my responsibility. So it just depends on the position, I think. I think it's definitely harder than people – make it out to sea mm-hmm. or it's like oh just find a work life balance it's like some right. positions will require you to just be on alert at all times mm-hmm. and it's like that can kind of be draining for a person cuz then sure technically you're off the clock but mm-hmm. a part of your brain is always on the clock and i find uh one of the perspectives interesting too where it's like this is where you start getting into muddy waters where like you said is it possible because when you're not working Are you thinking about work? Did something happen at work that makes you think? Or are you thinking about what you got to do tomorrow? Because, yeah, I find myself, it's like I'm at home, and I'm like, what do I have going on? Okay, let me make sure I'm prepped for what I'm doing tomorrow. It's like, no, 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 no. Once the day ends, I should be done, and I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to worry about thinking. Um, So I think it's definitely interesting. I think it's possible. I think Mm -hmm. it's for sure possible. But it's harder than people make it out to Mm -hmm. be. especially, like, honestly, I think most positions – you know, especially the ones that are like extremely physically taxing Mm -hmm. and things like that, you're getting home and you're tired. Is that really how you want to experience the next eight hours of your life? So it's like,
0: yeah, you're, you're done working for the day, but the elements of the day have affected you for the rest of your night. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: So it's, it's definitely an interesting, uh, you know, topic of conversation, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think like it's a... more
0: crucial to draw that boundary yourself than it is to like have that expectation in your job? Like, it's it's important for you to draw your own boundary.
1: Uh, yes, but I also think that you can find yourself in a position where um, you know that, mm-hmm. but you know you can't help feeling the stress and the other for sure. You no know, factors where it's like, sure, I'm going I'm gonna make sure at five o'clock I'm done yeah. and I'm not doing anything, and then you know you only have so much control over your yeah. mental state to a certain extent uh,
0: yeah I'm guilty of that too yeah. you know I'm like oh I don't check my email at home but I've got it on my phone so that if something comes up that I want to know I'm coming into tomorrow I know ahead of time
1: I get notifications right. from my email yeah. and I'll definitely glance at it and if it's something important or not guess what I'm opening mm-hmm. it up and I'm reading it it's like no stop yeah. I, and I have to remind myself even my girlfriend's like what are you doing I'm like no nah, yeah I'm checking my email don't worry, don't about, worry about it, it. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, but yeah man it's it's tough and I think that it's something that you know, there's different cultures, and you definitely see a shift. I think mm-hmm. happening now, where it's like you know, my dad is the type of you know, blue collar worker. Oh it's sure, like, you know, I I work my you know, you just got to work. You got to make sure that you can work, and you're you should be grateful that you even have a job, and blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And then we're like, mom, you got to make sure you got this. <laughs> right, right. So like, and then yeah, so it, it's generational things It's a it, generational thing. thing yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm I think like I said, I think that there's you know, at least people becoming more aware of, especially the stuff where it's like, yeah, you get home and it's like you're still stressed over something oh, that yeah. maybe happened or will happen tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, is that how you want to spend your free time? Right.
0: You don't take your work home, but you take the weight of the work home. Hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Anna. Your work-life balance, I feel like you struggle with that a little bit.
2: <laughs> I'm guilty, yes. <laughs> so I, I very much, I'm like your mom. <laughs> That's me. Um, but it's something that I've, it, once again, something that I've been working on, I continue to work on.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, going back to culture and how you want to cultivate and what type of environment you want to build. For me, it's just been recognizing that, okay, if I've built this incredible team environment, mm-hmm then I have to also have trust in my team. Yeah. And even as a leader, it's remembering that, okay, I know there's that crazy urge to wanna dive in and just do everything, mm-hmm. but then it's stepping back and remembering, hold on, I have a team around mm-hmm. me that can help with all these different tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, and recognizing that you know if I am doing my best as a leader to kind of delegate, I'm also helping those individuals learn mm-hmm. and progress and grow. And so I think, you know, I agree with Nate when you say it's hard to necessarily have that balance, but we all sort of strive towards it, and then Mm -hmm. we all get trapped into that, well, let me check the email, or, oh, my goodness, there's this project we're working on. It's not done. Mm -hmm. Here's my deadline. Um, But I think ultimately it's just having to work on it one day at a time, one Mm -hmm. step at a time, and just being willing to kind of take those gentle reminders that you mm-hmm. know hey you're done for the day mm-hmm. go home or it's your weekend don't be answering emails on mm-hmm. the weekend um so i think it's something we have to work on daily
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah being aware of it is definitely the first step of like yes i understand Acknowledge i got prob- it. yeah Absolutely. i have a problem where it's like i don't even know if my mom's at that point where she's <laughs> acknowledged <laughs> that it's an issue but um, the first step <laughs> is first knowing step you have a knowing, problem yeah the first step <laughs> is knowing you got this work-life balance problem yeah
0: um so I, I like that you're bringing um, your team into it because I want to know, it, to me, it sounds like you're saying that you finding your balance, a lot of it depends on you cultivating the culture of your workplace. Absolutely. And how would you say you, you best communicate how you want that culture with your team?
2: Well, well I do believe it starts with me mm-hmm. you know, setting the example. So just kind of letting my team know that, hey, I am willing to work hard. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to, you know, roll up my sleeves and put in just as much as time as you are. I'm willing to do any task Mm -hmm. there. In my view, there is no task that only I can do or only they could do or I shouldn't touch. Um, But once again, we're all a team. So there's different elements where we have to start picking each other up. Um, So I believe it starts, you know, with leadership, ultimately Mm -hmm. set an example. That will trickle down, and the next person will follow and the next person after that. And eventually, you know, we talked about our student workers. That's how we want to help them grow as professionals, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I, I'm very curious of both of your opinions on this. So you're cultivating a culture within your team. Now, what challenges do you see when maybe administration has a slightly different version of culture than you have? What challenges do you see in communicating that? Can you have, like we said earlier, you can have a culture within a culture. Mm-hmm. So what challenges do you see when you don't necessarily have the exact same values from people above you, but you want to communicate a certain culture to your team? How do, you, do uh, what challenges do you find there? Um, that's an excellent question. Yeah. I don't know if you want to start. I was start. like, you kind of look like you want to You're both like on edge right now and yeah, I love it. Sure, I'll,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, it's interesting because even though, I'm just in an interesting spot where Mm -hmm. even on my team, I'm kind of, I'm the only one that does the stuff that I do, you know, so I'm kind of in my own team as well, but I think the toughest thing, especially that I see is when you do have, you know, the administration that has different um, values or different ideas of how things uh, should be run and then from the leadership of your own personal team and things like that, you see other members get a little bit disenfranchised mm-hmm. and not really believe what the leader saying because of the people that are above the, even them. So I think you just got to do a good job of, and I, from what it sounds like, you do an excellent job of just cultivating and being the example. Um, and I think sometimes you can fall into a trap where it's like as a leader, you have to kind of play both sides in a mm-hmm. way where it's like you're trying to appeal to the people above you, but you mm-hmm. want to make sure that your team itself feels that they can you know, still come to you and won't be – backstabbed Mm -hmm. or betrayed by what's happening. And I think that just is in the environment that you cultivate. If you make it known that you are aware of the issues that they may have with the administration Mm -hmm. and you just make it aware that they can still talk to you about anything. And, um, you know, like I said, cultivate that environment. I think there's ways to operate within that. I think it is definitely thin ice Mm -hmm. and it can be really tough because yeah, I've seen it where, Um, other members of the team are just kind of, I don't want to say checked out, but sometimes your what you say as a leader may not ring as true if they know what's happening, Mm -hmm. you know, upstairs or whatever. And I think it just, you have to go that extra, uh, layer as a leader to kind of convince your team. And I don't know if that's even the right word or the right ideology to convince a team of something, Mm -hmm. but, um. You just got to continue to facilitate that environment. And that's the thing, because even if you do make a misstep, it's like you can see people see it and like, nope, yep, I knew it. I Mm -hmm. knew it. So it's like it definitely is tough as a leader when you're in that position, because, you know, you don't have absolute control over everything, especially in these larger um, corporations and businesses and things like that. You don't have, you know, control over everything. All you have is your small little unit and you just have to let them know that, yes, I'm aware that I don't have control and I don't speak for the whole, but I speak for you guys and I'm mm-hmm. here to fight for you guys and I'm mm-hmm. here to, um, you know, make sure our environment day-to-day is the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the most important part.
0: Oh, 100%. I think I think going to bat for your employees sets, sets a culture Absolutely. more than most things. <laughs> 100%. You know, if you if you believe that your boss is going to go bat for you, that, I mean, that's going to create loyalty within a team.
2: Right. Absolutely. And I love that you brought that example up, Nate, Mm -hmm. that, you know, understandably, maybe the organization is making changes or moving in a direction that you understand that your team doesn't necessarily agree with. Um, But it's it goes back to that trust piece. You know, if you've cultivated that environment of I'm here for you, we have that trust built, then it's helping them understand that, okay, now that all these changes are taking place, um, I completely understand where you're coming from. I can understand this makes you nervous, or I don't agree with this, or whatever the situation might be. But it's also setting the expectation that I will be, I will advocate for you. Um, I will go up to bat. I will speak up. I would never promise that I can make this change happen, but we can certainly look into this, and we can certainly go as far as we can. And then when we're when we're finally told no, then okay we've lost our battle, but at least we've given our, our full push and our full effort. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it can be exhausting. Absolutely. It can be really (laughs) exhausting. Um, do you think it's, do you think it's possible to make an organizational change from like middle of the ladder? Do you think it's possible to have that influence?
2: I think it depends on the type of change. Mm-hmm. So if we're thinking that, you know, we want to uh, maybe build a different kind of culture within that organization, mm-hmm. then absolutely. I think that is something that ultimately can start to, you know, siphon off, if you will, into mm-hmm. other departments, um, put it in leadership's ear, yeah. um, kind of help its work its way up the ladder. Yeah, um, I,
0: I ask because it's 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 hard to to work somewhere that you believe in the purpose, but you don't believe in the culture the vision that the current administration has. Or you how it's know. being implemented. Exactly. Sure. yeah, that, And you want to see that change
2: made. You want to see the betterment for this purpose that you're working for that you believe in. Absolutely. And I think that's where it kind of goes back to we know that, okay, we may not necessarily agree with what's happening now, mm-hmm. but now you know, this group of individuals has come to me and said, we don't agree. Mm -hmm. Well, then, okay, let's start that conversation. As a leader, let's not be afraid to take that to the next level and say, hey, you know, here's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Here's some feedback. Here's some thoughts. Here's how we think maybe we could do this differently. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully seeing if we can get more support for that, build it to a point where now we can start um, negotiating Mm -hmm. and seeing if we can come up to a different compromise. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, I think in the way I'm going to phrase it probably isn't the best, but I'll try, I'll try my best. (laughs) Um, respect is a powerful tool.
0: Amen. So,
1: (laughs) and it can be hard because some people can be stubborn on both sides Mm -hmm. and things like that, where you are doing what you feel is right. And some people may view that as disrespect for whatever reason, but respect is a powerful tool. It's Mm -hmm. definitely harder to make changes from, you know, the middle of the ladder or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think if you have respect and um, you go to these leaders or you go to even uh, your employees and gather, you know, testimonies and things like that, and then bring that to the leaders and you have respect already based on what you have kind of built for yourself, Mm -hmm. I think that goes a long way in convincing people. Maybe change does need to be made. If this person that I respect is coming to me with these ideas and, are, and is passionate about it, mm-hmm. that's the thing as well. You can't just come in there half like with a half baked idea or whatever. It's like you got to have a fully fledged, fleshed out um, pitch, and you got to have you know your point. You got to make sure you're going in prepared, just like you would for anything else. And if you have the respect of the people above you um, and the people that you that work for you, I think that you can make a wide variety of changes from that uh, position. It's definitely harder. You can't just basically <laughs> snap your fingers and get it. You're going to have to work for it a little bit harder mm-hmm. than the people that are at the top of the ladder. But um, if you, and once again, it kind of falls back into a similar thing where it's like if you facilitate an environment where people respect you, um, then you I think you'd be surprised with how much they take your word for. Like mm-hmm. it just coming with ideas at least now because they respect you as a person, as an employee, as a whatever, you can instantly that goes on their board of, mm-hmm. I'll look into that for sure. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely, because if someone that you respect is coming to you, even in your life, like mm-hmm. your friends and absolutely, stuff, yeah. if they come to you and say, Hey, you may need to, I see that you've been working yourself too hard or blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. it's like, I think that if you respect that person instantly, you're like, yeah, if they're seeing that, maybe I should give it a second. Yes. Yeah. And I think that goes the same way in a new work environment as well. So
0: absolutely, it's
1: possible, but um, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It will be harder than the, the, you know if you some battles will be
0: harder than others. 100%, right. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, so on the on this journey to find positive culture, let's say you're let's say you're in a current position that it's a positive work environment. You love your boss. Things are really good. Can positive culture stunt your professional growth? And I'm sorry, did you say
2: stunt? Stunt. Okay. Yeah.
1: You want to take this one first?
2: <laughs> this is a tough one. I know. Um, <laughs> well, and you are asking if culture as an organization yeah, you, can stunt your professional growth despite the fact that you might have this awesome team environment and yeah, boss let, that you yeah, trust. Yeah, things, are, things are going with
0: great with your team. You like your, You like who's mm-hmm. above you. You're in a really positive environment and you like your job. But you haven't grown
2: and you have potential to grow absolutely so i can see where i can see what you mean Mm -hmm. um very tough question i don't know and how do you recognize that that's another question how
0: do you recognize that
2: exactly so i think for me you know and and i'm just maybe i'm drawing off more personal experiences that even i've i've had but it's you know i've been in those environments as well awesome boss great team environments but you just get to that point where you realize that, okay, I'm not moving anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm where I'm at, it's not really where I wanna be, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I love being here. Mm-hmm. So how do I go to the next level? Um, something that helped me and that I hope I would always continue as a leader would be to encourage my staff to, okay, you know, you have all these opportunities out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What are your ultimate goals? You know, And even if that goal isn't necessarily to stay within that organization, mm-hmm if it's going to be your way to grow and to go on and do what you want to do and mm-hmm. kind of what you're striving for, then that's an expectation I'd want to set from day one. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I, I love that you're here. You do great work. I'm here to support you, but mm-hmm. I also want to help you grow as a person, as a professional. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? Um, and if that means that, okay, now we take the time, you build your skill set here where you are, let's do that. And if you're looking to grow within the organization, Tell me what direction you want to move in. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on that and let's try and get you towards that goal. Mm -hmm. And like I said, maybe at the end of the day, that growth isn't going to happen within Mm -hmm. that specific organization. Mm -hmm. That's okay. But it's recognizing that, hey, you know, you do this awesome work. Um, I know you haven't earned a degree yet. Have you thought about that? Mm -hmm. So it's opening up, putting that in someone's ear. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe this is what you need to go to the next step Mm -hmm. and just letting them know that that's part of why you're there mm-hmm. as a leader to help them take the next step. And I think it's a really important to
0: recognize that that is a major green flag. If, you're, if your advisor or boss, whatever, it is, is promoting you, mm-hmm. is going to bat for you as far as your professional growth, that is a major green flag. If you're not getting that from the people above you, you might want to look at the culture that you're working in.
2: Correct. Right? Correct. Because you, you absolutely could. You could have that perfect sort of, you know, family, if you will, Mm -hmm. environment, you walk in every day, just feeling great with these people. But if you don't have a leader, who's ultimately also telling you, I want to help you get to where you want to be. That for me, that that is very much a red flag. Mm -hmm. You know, are you am I just there to do the job? Or are you there for me in other ways? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's a great way of looking at it. Like you said, a green flag, if they're trying to help you just um, you know, grow professionally, whether it's inside the organization or without, like even it like outside, if they're helping you like, Hey, I understand if this position opens up or whatever, it's like, I want you to grow. I want you to take these courses that may get you to that next step. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think as a leader, part of that too, is facilitating growth and not only in your department, but in your employees. And of course on a, a bigger scale as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the, um, you know, becoming stagnant in a positive work environment, I think you just got to remind yourself because I've been in the position before as well, where you just can't be complacent. And Mm -hmm. I think that falls to um, the leaders as well as the employees, Mm -hmm. because, you know, sometimes everything's just great. And everything's going along smooth. And you go to work, and it's fine. And then you go home and nothing, you know, everything seems to be fine. Um, But then, you know, As time goes on, you'll start to realize it's like, oh, yeah, for the past year or two, nothing has really changed. And I don't think that's a good mindset to be in. Some people may prefer that. Some people Mm -hmm. want the stability. But I think it's just important to remind yourself that, yeah, I think – One of the things, another pillar of me as a human Mm -hmm. is the kind of lifelong learning sensibility where it's like I do want to constantly be learning something new. I do want to challenge myself and try to learn something new. And especially in the environment that I find myself in where there's constantly. There's constant change. There's new technologies happening. It's like I have to be or else I will fall into a very Mm -hmm. stagnant. Middle of the road, Mm -hmm. sort of position, because that's all I have the skill set for. Because I just became complacent in a work environment that that's all I needed to use. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, I should always be looking to kind of up the game. And I think that it is easy to just fall into, you know, a very stable flow if you do have a positive work environment. But I think everyone's better off if everyone is trying to grow as well. and I think that you just got to remind yourself not to be complacent because mm-hmm. it goes both ways. Because, you know, you find that so, you're that in your, you know, social life as well, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe I should try to do new things, try to learn a new hobby, stuff like that. Or I can just sit with the stuff that I've always done for the past 15 years. Right. And it's like, yeah. I think that it's important as... Um, humans to constantly be changing and uh, finding new stuff to do and trying new things. Maybe it won't necessarily work out for you, mm-hmm. but at least you tried. And I think that's growth in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's definitely possible to mm-hmm. become very stagnant. And oh, yeah. Because it just becomes comfortable.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it can be it can be such a crutch to like be like, I know how to do my job. I have the answers. People come to me. And that's a good feeling. But when you get stuck in that... You know, it can be really hard to pull
2: yourself out. And you lose sight of your ultimate goal. Yeah. You know, you may have walked into everything thinking, ultimately, I want to be, you know, at this level or Mm -hmm. in this position or doing this type of work. But once you get into that environment where every every day is the same and you feel comfortable, like, Mm -hmm. hey, I feel good where I'm at. You kind of start to lose. Okay, what was the bigger picture? Right. You know, what was I striving for? What was my game plan as far as how I wanted to get Mm -hmm. there? Um, And if you're not moving forward with that, sometimes that could just be on you. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, I feel good. I'm not, you know, I'm not taking initiative anymore Mm -hmm. or I'm not asking those harder questions anymore or I'm not volunteering for this project or that project Mm -hmm. anymore because I feel comfortable. But it's kind of stepping back and thinking, okay, what were all the things I told myself I had to do to get from point A to point B and to keep Mm -hmm. moving forward?
0: Yeah, and you know you have to recognize if you have support from your superiors in that you know if Absolutely. if you've if you've had a plan be like hey I'm gonna go to school uh, I'm gonna get my degree and then you know I would like to move up and they support that and then you know when time comes you're like hey by the way I'm I've got my degree now and they're like oh well. <laughs> Uh, it's not really gonna happen (laughs) that's good it's like oh so my growth stops with you okay i have to recognize that and it's time for me to learn how i can grow myself right and it might not be within this company right
2: major red flag yeah you have to recognize the culture around you absolutely and i think for me that was very early on you know right out of college first job Mm -hmm. in that was something i ran into where um you know my director was this kind of awesome, friendly, you know, very much hey, I'm a team-oriented individual. Mm-hmm. And all of that felt good. I had a great team around me, but when I hit that point where I was where I felt I was ready to kind of attempt the next level and I didn't find that support in them, that's where I knew that okay, this this is definitely not for me mm-hmm. and I have to move in a different direction. So yeah. for me absolutely it's it's from day 1 just kind of gauging do you have sort of a mentor in this individual who whether you know that's your boss or maybe it's another leader around you um that you look to but just knowing that do I have the support I need when that moment comes mm-hmm. and I'm ready to take the next step that they will be there to support me full fledged. hundred mm-hmm. percent.
0: well do you guys have any closing uh thoughts any closing comments about communicating a culture
1: no I think that just at least a lot of the stuff that I talked about I've myself constantly going back to the point of facilitating an environment. I think even something that you kind of closed out on with support, I think Mm -hmm. that's the main thing is just make sure that as a team, as a unit, as a department, you're all supporting each other from leadership to just employees. It's like everyone needs to support each other. And that's where you get a nice, um, positive environment. And then Mm -hmm. also you want to make sure that you are facilitating and promoting growth within Mm -hmm. that department itself. and And making sure that, you know, part of the check-ins with the employees and with yourself is what's the next step for you? Mm -hmm. What's the, what do you want next? What in the next year, what are you hoping to be some things that you haven't accomplished yet, or Mm -hmm. some things that are just new ideas that you want to start brainstorming on? Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure that that's part of the environment for um, the department and for yourself, I think is important. And of course, you know, just going to end with the word empathy. I Love think it. that that's the the most important thing in and outside of work. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Absolutely. Anna. any closing thoughts?
2: Absolutely. Empathy word of the day. Yeah, word it is. Day. Word of the day, but He is for um, empathy. Okay. Love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, just recognizing that, you know, it is very much a two-way street, so for mm-hmm. all the leaders out there, you know, remembering that You are someone that other people are looking to uh, Mm -hmm. for answers, for advice, Mm -hmm. um, for support, and just being mindful continuously to offer that Mm -hmm. um, and not just you know, what is it? Talk the talk, talk the talk, talk the walk. (laughs) Yeah. Talk, talk, walk the walk. Talk the talk, walk the walk. Um, And of course, you know, for everyone else out there who's looking to grow, who's kind of looking to find themselves Mm -hmm. in a place, in an environment or what career direction they want to move in, recognizing it's also a journey. You know, Mm -hmm. you might start in one place, but ultimately you might end up in a completely different place than Mm -hmm. where you started. Um, And for me personally, I just think to anyone out there, just be open, Mm -hmm. open to different things. Um, And it does come back to that team environment. Once you realize you have the support, as we said, you can take that within an organization or you can take that outside of the organization. Mm -hmm. You might have loved the organization you were with, but maybe you don't want that career for the rest of your life. It's time to take it to the next step.
0: Yeah, I think it's important for every, every professional to look to themselves, look at the green flags and the red flags of the culture that they're in. You know, it might be... It might be a great start to your journey, but it might not be where you're going to end your journey. Um, so I think it's really important. Uh, it's your responsibility to look for it, not just if you're a good fit for a company, but if the company is a good fit for you. You know, that's what culture is all about. It's where you fit.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that wraps up today's episode, Talking Offline. Uh, thank you, Anna. Thank you, Nate.
2: Thank you. Thank um,
0: you. Appreciate you being here. Next time, we're going to have some different personalities on the show to talk about the concept of the workplace family. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Until then, until next time, keep communicating with one another. to Talking Offline, an honest discussion podcast about workplace culture. If you want to help us keep the discussion going, head on over to where you found us and leave a like or subscribe. If you have a comment or question for us, we want to hear
2: from you. Head on over to talkingoffline.net and send us a message.